Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. We are back once again after a yeah. massive two-week hiatus, uh, which is okay and, and partially necessitated by by the adventures um, we've all been having. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt and I were at MomoCon earlier this week. I was traveling the week before, oh, yeah. uh, which is which is why we've we've been gone for a while. Which really just means that we have more fun stuff to catch up on now that we're all back. Because mm-hmm. we've been up all the good stuff. I know. I know Jimmy's actually been playing games. Yeah, have, yeah, that's a it's a big change for me. It, it <laughs> is. You you usually it's either Monster Hunter or Bust, but now it's something else. Yes, um, I have been playing a fuck ton of Splatoon. One metric oh. fuck ton. Yeah, a lot, a lot of you. It. You do not just splatter the paint. I am my paint. <laughs> How did uh, you find that clip? Uh, I found it because I'm a wizard, oh, and God. that's what wizards tend to do: is they find relevant things to the situation. I don't know. I did. It's a long story as to how I came across that clip, but it's a good clip. Uh, Matt, have you seen this? This like creepy looking guy who says, "I didn't just splatter my paint. Oh I no, was my paint." Oh 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 gosh! <laughs> I think it's I mean, Jimmy's I'm... pinned tweet right now. No, it's not. It's not. It just has a a lot of retweets. Oh yeah, um, it was really popular, and and you have the top comment on that video now. Yeah. I decided I'd capitalize on leading people to that video. But, um, yeah, I've been playing Splatoon, and holy gosh dang darn is it good. Really? I wish I was playing And, and you're using wireless, right? I'm assuming. Uh, Wi-Fi to yeah, play online? Yeah, I am. And everything's been had, fine. Yeah, I've had a grand total of one disconnect, and that was before the match even started. That was mm. like, like hit matchmaking, failed to connect, hit matchmaking, and then I connected. That's so. a hell of a lot better than my record with Smash over Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm like very curious as to you know how people are having all these problems with Splatoon uh, in connectivity because I have not had like a lot of people have been talking about like oh there's there's an issue where you know you'll be shooting and your ink is like shooting out but it's not doing anything to the environment and then. You know, and then like six seconds later, all the changes happen, and so that like ruins things. But like, I have only experienced that one time, and after it started happening, it cleared up in about like three seconds. Like, as soon as I noticed it, it cleared up and everything went back to normal. And so, I haven't had any problems with the game like at all. Is it uh, peer to peer, or are they using dedicated servers? I have no clue. Oh. Um, but I mean, it sold a lot, so I want to say they're using dedicated servers. But uh, but yeah, um, I I will say this to anyone who who has who has Splatoon who is only playing multiplayer, do yourself a favor. I know the single player isn't the most challenging thing in the world. Get to the last level, you will be thanking me. Get to the last level. Oh my God, it puts the rest of the game. To shame as I, far as everything it's just it's yeah i really wasn't super interested in splatoon until i found out there was so much of a single player kind of like quasi offline aspects to it because mm-hmm. when i saw video footage of people walking around a town hub 
and mm-hmm. everything in that town hub looking really, really cool. I was like, oh, this looks way, way more interesting than just like a, a basic online only arena shooter setup, which is yeah. like, I, I, I tend to black things out until launch. And that's how mm-hmm. it was revealed at E3 last year. It was just yeah. like that one map with people playing the demo of it together. But now that it's out... Like there, there are NPCs and story modes and like dialogue and characters and stuff. Uh, to be fair, uh, the single player—it's it, a very bare like, bones, basically, yeah, bare bones story. Um, it's and, and I've I've heard I've heard some people describe the single player as like a shooting gallery, and it is <laughs> not difficult. Um, but it's fun. I think they do a lot of interesting things with the mechanics. Like it feels. It feels like a almost like Portal 2 if it was directed at a much younger audience that doesn't have like the thinking skills to to get over like puzzles like in Portal, you know, mm-hmm. like things that require a lot of like very weird, you know, you think with portals, blah, 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 and all the gels. But like there's a lot of like interesting things like that that just seem like they're the very baseline of what it could do. But there's a lot of potential and I'm hoping that they like have a you know, a pack of, like, a much harder thing. I know there's challenge modes, which I haven't gotten to yet. There's uh, a, the Amiibo come with challenges built in, and you can unlock uh, online gear with that. And I've heard that they're really hard. But honestly, the only thing I have to say about the single player that matters is goddamn the last level of the single player is the best. It, it might be it might be my favorite Nintendo thing. Oh god! Oh, well, wow. don't don't spoil because I plan I'm not on spoiling. playing I'm it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're you're getting used, my George. expectations. I haven't even said what it is, and everybody has been saying that it's great. But all I'm just gonna say is just it's worth playing through the storyline at least one time just to play the last level. I I would I don't know. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I I never thought I was gonna get it. Until mm-hmm. I saw, because I was keeping up with it, I, I saw this um, random encounters playthrough where they had the different camera angles and all that, and I thought that was pretty oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that kind of showed a little, a lot of the game and how it feels and what's like. Okay, you have to make sure that it, someone is always inking, and then it, right. it's more. It's not. It's not about killing people. It's more well, about strategic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting how the match progresses because realistically, the final score that decides the winners of the game is pretty much decided in the last 30 seconds because you can, you know, maps yeah. are small enough to where you can move anywhere so quickly and one strategy can can gain your team an entire side of the map if you do it right. But it's like, until then, it's a lot of mind games. It's a lot of like... You know, do I want to rush in full force and try and take him down? Do I want to like hide ink. in my ink and wait for yeah. them to go by and then get stuff behind them? Do I want to like just go in their zone and just like for a second just spray randomly everywhere just so that there's like bits of my color that slow them down if they're moving through their color as a squid? Like it's, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I think it's that concept that's easy for people to pick up as, you know, like I, like I said, it's it's kind of directed towards younger people. But it's like competitive and it could be challenging and you could have really intense matches, but it's also easy to understand at a base level. So there's never someone who's like, what do I do? Just like, it's so natural, you know? Yeah, I see a lot of people forgetting to ink the walls because a lot of people, yeah, I've seen a lot of rollers. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just like why, why, why aren't you inking the walls? Like no one inks the walls. Not either team doesn't even ink the wall. I'm like, oh man, you well, could totally ink the wall and and get some more points there. Like I guess stuff like that. After a few months, people will kind of get like, oh yeah, we got to ink the walls. We got ink here. Those hard to reach spots. I, I I really see I really see me liking it if I were to pay for it. It's like sixty bucks, right? Do you yeah, think it's yeah, worth it the, the price tag right now? Uh, well, for, before we move to before we move into that, I just want to say that uh, you actually don't get points for inking the walls. Oh, really? Yeah, they're they're purely for, uh, for mobility pretty. sake. Oh, mobility. Oh, oh. so it's actually oh. like oh. As a, as a squid, what? Yeah. What is fa- the surfaces that are facing the sky that count? Yeah, any, which is still interesting because that means you have to climb up towers. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, there's, then, there's, there's a lot of like shortcuts. Oh, there's a lot of them. shortcuts that there's like you know when you're a squid you go through gratings. So if you if like there's a wall and there's a grating up on halfway up the wall, you can shoot the wall and then slide up there as a squid. And now you're up there and you can get a vantage point. But yeah, um, that's probably why you don't see many people shooting mm. the walls because they don't count towards your points and they don't count towards the final game score. Everyone has to have a roller, I think, right? <laughs> it has it has it been balanced to like okay there at least has to be one roller on a team there at least has to be one sniper is there is uh, a lot no, of that no, going no. on or no yeah. it's just uh randomized mm. which is actually kind of interesting to see dynamics because sometimes you'll get a team with three rollers on it and it's funny to watch them either you know do really good or do really bad depending on how well your teammates know how to combat rollers but so far there hasn't really been any one weapon that like dominates I mean, okay, there's one weapon that everybody is like, oh, this is the best weapon, which is the arrow spray. But besides that, like, there's nothing that's, like, the best. Everyone can use any weapon, and it still seems pretty even as far as, you know, it's just based on player skill. Is there a loadout, or is that what it is? Yeah, it's all loadouts. There's, uh, like, each weapon comes with a predetermined special weapon and an alternate fire. So, Mm. like, the one you start with comes, it's the, like, Regular, regular machine gun, ink, yeah. and then you get a grenade, and then your your special is your shield. Um, but like, there's a different version of that same gun that has like very slightly tweaked stats, but it has two like a different special and a different alternate fire. Hmm. So it's pretty interesting. I like it a lot. And as as for whether it's worth uh, sixty bucks or not, not sure if I would say it's worth sixty. I I mean I don't personally think many if any games are worth $60 I think it's kind of a crazy price and it's crazy that that's where the industry is but 40 I would say definitely um that $20 if you can get into the Oof. if you can get into the multiplayer if you can't get into the multiplayer if you're going for a single player thing do not buy it for 60 oh oh, oh. I, I yeah I wouldn't get it for a single player I, I have no interest I mean, there's there's potential but it does feel more like a kids game it's like, and it, it, you know in it's the like getting part, smashed like, there's no part yeah there <laughs> if you're was gonna like, play by yourself like it's just like oh okay. right <laughs> but, I mean, at least smash lonely smash required, nights <laughs> at least smash has like a big challenge curve like you could play like the level nine like single player stuff but um the uh sorry i lost my train of thought uh splatoon's single player like there's a collectible in every level and there's like 30 levels. The bosses are all neat and interesting, but none of them are specifically challenging. The only level that I really think gave me like such like a wow factor was that last one. And if they had made the whole game like that, I think it would be totally worth it. But uh, it's just kind of a nice add-on. 
but you do unlock all uh, five weapons from single player to use oh. in multiplayer. So, so it's a must. Not required. Do you so think it's like a big are... tutorial, basically. Yeah. Uh, kind of. They actually do have a couple levels that, like, they have AI. They're called octolings instead of inklings. They're like bad guy inklings that can do all the same things you can do. And it's pretty interesting fighting against those because it's like this is what the multiplayer would feel like if you were playing multiplayer. And it's like, oh, thanks. Do you think people are going to keep playing this in August? Uh, yeah, because they're planning on rolling out a lot of stuff over time. And that time. is the reason why I have not bought it and why I think I'll be picking it up in August. Because mm -hmm. that's when they're going to roll out the um, Friends voice chat features. Which Ooh. I don't think is necessary. Really? Because it's, like it's a team-based... Very strategic, competitive game, and yeah. I feel like being able to talk with the people you're you're teaming up with is it's really important. It, 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 there's 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 negatives, and then there's pros. You know, I, I think overall, it might. I I feel like it's way better to communicate because some people are just kind of just gonna constantly go for kills or they're constantly like not doing anything that's helping the team and you could like oh point them in direct right well, direction but guess, then you could have some really mean vile people yeah, talking well, but well, it's just I, for I, friends I need right to, i need to clarify it's not that they're adding voice chat in uh august it's that you're gonna get party matchmaking in august which means Ooh. it would then make sense to be playing in a party with your friends talking on like Skype or whatever together, oh. which is like doable. It's still not great. I really hated the nights a few months ago where I was trying to play Smash with people. Matt knows where I have yeah, we Skype and one pair of little earbuds right. with the game audio being output through headphones, like covering them up. Yeah, It's not great, but I mean, even still for like, really getting into Splatoon, I feel like that's almost necessary. No, it's not necessary at all. Then, really? then how do you make sure everyone's inking the scary. spots you, your team needs to be inking? You, you don't. You, it's <laughs> you trust them to because it is such a simple game to understand that honestly, like... Even a I, kid can do everyone's it. Like, everyone's like, oh, you know, with that face when your team is you know, doing everything wrong. I literally have not had a team that was like soul-crushingly bad like everyone claims everybody else is like it's mm. so easy to understand the objectives and if you just take one second to look at your map and see where ink is being spread you can just be like oh my friends are here uh that's happening all right well i'm doing this and it's like it's they, like i get i can see why people would like voice chat but at the same time i don't think it's necessary for the experience for if they ever do like ranked team matchmaking then yes i would like voice chat in ranked team matchmaking but for just regular stuff i actually don't want to talk to anybody i like just kind of just you know, playing giving personas to all of the people i'm playing with and just like through their actions it kind of breaks yeah, the illusion yeah. when they start talking and they sound like yeah, a, when they start yeah. you know calling me a a, a dumbass 12 year old a noob for using the blaster and or, not the arrow spray they you know they made the perfect just, game for this because even if they're trying to kill people ink still ends up on the floor <laughs> so it's just yeah. like you you can do whatever you want and you know hopefully the guy who knows how to play is doing most of the work which mm -hmm. it only takes about one person to like really win a match if the other people are just doing stupid stuff and trying to kill each other. Well, yeah, what I if mean, there's like two people who know what they're doing and 
and then all of a sudden the the, the scales are tipped way over and oh, it's maybe the other that's... side needs to use communication to to well, win the day and this is not counter-strike I mean, george yeah this is this like, is not counter-strike okay. battle splatoon like, okay. i mean people have put so much <laughs> emphasis on the on team chat but it like who wants to go buy like a Wii U headset first of all? Because There's already a microphone a on the thingy. And where's your headphones going? You're just gonna get like they expect you to bring earbuds earbuds to plug the, into your thing. There's a headphone jack on the thingy. Right, but thingy. you're expected to bring your own headphones. Like, first of all, that's not something that I would enjoy. Secondly, it just doesn't seem necessary for Splatoon. It's I feel like if you care enough, you'll just get on Skype. But most people don't care enough because it's not that serious of a game. Even in ranked, it doesn't feel like super serious. Well, there you go. I feel like if the potential is there, they should they should at least try to embrace it. I don't think that they want their game to become synonymous with Call of Duty. Which is, I mean, th- think of every time you've ever played an online shooter that isn't like Counter-Strike. But even then, Counter-Strike, I've heard enough stories about people... In voice chat in there that are just like like which is why you mute them and talk with your friends yeah that's a uh, that's a poor solution in my opinion speaking about friends what do you think uh, about momocon george oh it was it was it was a shit show (laughs) but i still i still enjoyed myself like i what Oh, no, no, what? nothing. I, I just had to take. We we stayed off Splatoon for like twenty years. Right, yeah, I want to know about Splatoon though, but no, it's fine. <laughs> um, so okay, we had Momocon in Atlanta uh, a few days ago, uh, and what, what what Momocon is for the 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 uninitiated listener who may not know is it it, it was previously a free convention here in Atlanta. And in 2012, they started charging admissions, which meant that they started having money to invite people over with and also rent out bigger venues. It was previously hosted in, I kid you not, the classrooms of Georgia Tech. And it was also, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sound mean or anything. It just, it just wasn't my jam until maybe around this year. And right. that's partially because <laughs> they, they started inviting games. over. Yeah, yeah. They well, they started that last year with a really great arcade room that Matt and I checked out and had a blast right. in. They had what? So one indie this, game, Default Dan. Yeah. Default Dan was was in like a giant room of these old forty year old arcade cabinets, right? Which they brought back again this year. Except the rest of the room made that arcade collection look small in comparison. Yeah, it did. And. Uh, they they invited over a bunch of internet celebrities, and that's when I kind of made the transition to buy the ticket and go. And the ones in particular that I got hyped about were the super best friends. I ended up meeting up with them, having a great time, showed them around the city, and then the Hence podcast the with them. Yeah, the, the friends, friends, the, sup, the super best friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, or the Zaibatsu, depending on, on your nomenclature. But we got along great, recorded a podcast, it was a complete and utter shit show, much like the rest of the convention or whatever, but it's like, uh, uh, you know how how complete and utter shit shows are hilarious sometimes and still kind of enjoyable despite how how wrong everything is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like that. It was, it was like, uh, like, um, I'm trying to think of 
an adorably incompetent movie, something like The Room, except maybe not as like narcissistic and evil underneath the skin of things, <laughs> like uh, like um, uh, Samurai Cop or uh. or or Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Um, it was it was adorable. They were trying to do a lot oh, more than Fighter. I think they really were prepared for. Or just like the whole con in general. They had something like 30,000 people going in and out. There was some like yeah. controversy over security guards and people harassing people and security guards not knowing what to do about it. At right, the panels the we bear saw, came in on the, on the panel. Yeah, the bear just like walked on the stage and, and interrupted the show and no one did anything about it. And um, then we also had a very, very quick kind of run through the panels that weren't hosted by big famous web celebrities like mega 64 was there uh professional gerard was there um <laughs> nate wants to battle was, was scheduled but i think he didn't end up coming um the dookie 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 shed do, dookie shed that that guy he he was there like some some surprisingly big names for for momocon and the only reason that's surprising is because just two years ago it was like it was like nothing yeah. Uh mm-hmm. so it was fun actually despite how uh how like quickly thrown together everything seemed to be. It I want to say half of the cons um I went to one of the two projectors broke. <laughs> Mega 64 were playing a video that stopped before they wanted it to be done. <laughs> like the DVD player they had the projector hooked up to just decided to quit playing the selected chapter and go back to the menu in the middle of the video. Tight. Uh, yeah, it was it was beautiful. Um, no, it wasn't. It was actually really annoying. The Super Best Friends panel at the very end of the con, they ended up getting interrupted because a, a girl walked onto the stage in the middle of their Q&A session and told everyone to go on the app store and rate the Momocon app. Just oh. like out of no, She literally took the microphone off of their table oh. and, and said, hey, rate our app. And oh. everyone was super awkward. They're like, is this normal? Is this normal? And then in the background, the, the lady who's who's doing the app promotion <laughs> isn't looking at the guests. Liam uh-huh. makes a little gun with his finger, puts it in his mouth, and like cranks his thumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. That that's pretty fucked up. So <laughs> so we had projectors breaking. And and these panels getting interrupted left or right. If it wasn't a bear suit, it was it was an at promotion girl. And then in the in the panels, Matt and I had a very very fun experience, just like going down the line of available oh, panels one we, hour. You remember the campy? Remember the campy panel? Yeah, so we yeah, walk into the, the campy camp panel. panel. It has like three rows. It has like a, a, a monitor screen. Like someone put their um, laptop monitor on the tv screen in front like very very ghetto very thrown together and there's like mm-hmm. a few people in the crowd we walk in and we immediately feel like we should walk out but then the girl starts talking and we're like uh i actually was like do you do you, do you should we, we go we were half the like, people in the mm-hmm. room there were six people oh, yeah. in the room and there were three of us sticking together damn and, <laughs> and we couldn't says, yes, stay let's go and i get up immediately and start walking out i look back george is still sitting down and i'm like oh because i didn't want to be rude <laughs> she, but at the she same time talking. it was like <laughs> it would have been more awkward if i hadn't have left 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We we that left is, and it was fun. Yeah. It was it was it was great. Yeah. Uh, there was <laughs> I forgot totally forgot to talk about this on my thing. Um. The the black. Um, yeah. Black, black uh, people in anime. In anime. That, that was that was an experience. It, it, it was a Wait, small room what is filled. This? With black people, like it was the, great. The, 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 it was okay, great. okay. So they had a panel called something like uh, "Representations of Black People in Anime," and okay. then we go to check it out, and we walk in, and the room is chock full of of of, of black people who are okay. like supposedly oh, angry about so anime. You say it. <laughs> I, no, it doesn't. Am I'm I not? With you. Okay, I'm fine. Go ahead, go ahead. The, the speakers up on the panel. There's one person talking. Mm-hmm. And two other people yep. sitting. Yep. yep. <laughs> and two of the three people are are not are not are not black people. They're just they're just there, they're I guess, to, to accompany or the host Asian or any of that. Or, or, they're just yeah, plain they're white. Not... Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh-huh. the the speaker then plays a clip. I'm sure you've seen that that clip of um. I I could not tell you any. I don't know what an anime is, it, but it's wait, a. Let me guess. Is it the one worst probably know black the one. voice actor ever? And it's like the guy accidentally flips him off because he gets pinched by a lobster and he's like, hey, what the fuck? And that's yeah. supposed to be the black guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. He plays that clip as an example of, of poor representation of black people in anime and, and the crowd's all incensed and, and like, damn, that's hilarious. And then he alt tabs out. It takes like three minutes for him to figure out how to go from the clip back to the slideshow again. Uh-huh. And when he finally does it, he has to click through all the bullet points again to where he eventually reaches one that says, roll the clip. And he kind of like does a quick summation of all the previous bullet points he talked over before rolling the clip, including him actually saying, roll the clip. But he doesn't roll the clip. He just flips because he already rolled the clip. I I don't. It was (sighs) rehearsal, people. Right. I don't know. I, I, I. it's weird when I see stuff like that with slideshows. I thought that was, that was like an old thing. I I was I would be better just I don't know just kind of talking instead. <laughs> no, people, I don't know. I, I guess that's weird and have my like shows. bullet points it's... on a on a like on my table, you know, instead of like having it out to for people to see. It's just words. I don't think people care. Yeah, <laughs> well, the, the video sure, that... but yeah. It contextualizes what you're saying, so people who just walked in or out or just woke up will will have like a vague idea of what the current topic being spoken is. Like, There's okay, no I feel really weird talking there. about this because I gave a talk myself literally days earlier, and I I did not have these kinds of problems. I mean, to be fair, it depends on the budget of the place, and it a lot of tech issues happen. I mean, uh, yeah. SGC last year, we had a lot of tech issues happening at Gerard's panel. It's just, it's pretty regular. And I mean, I don't know if they had like an opportunity to uh, figure out how the projectors work for a couple of hours before the stage. Uh, I know that definitely I'll- not. That's that much I can tell you. Definitely not. Maybe because when I was hanging out with the Zaibatsu, they would always leave an hour before their panels to like quickly survey the scene and make sure everything was working right before they would start an hour later. And even then, problems still happened. Like the bear man. There's a guy who in a bear suit who just yep. kept interrupting certain panels in a certain room. It was like the most disgustingly narcissistic, immature thing I've seen in my life. I don't want to apologize to this bear suit man either. I will will start beef (laughs) with him right now. 
because because it, it was just a load he, of bullshit. He was acting like an anime character, and it was it was a guy too. That's that's the that's the worst thing. So he, well, he comes. It was up hard slowly. to tell because it was a full body suit costume. Right, right. <laughs> so you you would think like acting the way he moved, you would think that it was a girl inside, but it 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 wasn't because later on they tell us what happened. Oh so yeah, he walks they up. heard his voice. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he, he, he told Liam, up the, "Don't touch the, me." The and Liam picked yeah. him up. <laughs> the guy comes in and interrupts the whole panel while we're watching Street Fighter and he walks onto the stage and they're uh-huh. like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? And Liam walks up, grabs him and tosses him around. He's like, don't pick me up, bro. <laughs> and then we're, and yeah, then he walks away and it's re- and he comes Great. back a second yeah, time. Yeah, he tried again. He tried and again like, and everyone. Out. Get the hell out. Yeah. No, you had your chance. It was it was yeah, a little embarrassing that you created for yourself that nobody wanted you to do. Yeah. And and yeah. he still went up and did it. It's it's on the stream. I got footage of it for Well, Matt had his camera out. Yeah, I got my <laughs> camera out because homeboy was tripping. I think he did like the the FU's thing where you put like the sign language thing where you put like the one hand on your other arm and you swing your other hand up i don't know if that makes any sense i've never anyway, heard of he that. did that like and then he left and i was like oh, oh okay wow <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it I was a little I, I, I know what you're talking about the like the hand it looks like you're grabbing your bicep and yeah fle- and yeah, flexing. That. yeah that 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 yeah. Yeah. i was like <laughs> oh it's it's weird it's it's just weird like it <sighs> i wanted to take off his hat i wanted <laughs> to see who was under there I really did, you know. Like Expose it's just, the bear man. Expose yeah. the bear man. No one had the, no one had the, you know, the balls to do it. Should have gave my wife I, the camera and just did it. You know. I <laughs> can't believe they didn't just stop this guy. Sorry, it's been rumored that he was actually doing this to every panel in that room all day. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just that's just uh the the word that the flies on the walls were exchanging. But yeah. if that's the case, then like why? weren't there people at the door why weren't there staffers just just keeping him out because he's wearing a giant bear suit you can pick him out in a crowd right i kind of wanted to beat him up a little bit because if there was no no, security no no no, no, like if there was no security i wonder what would happen (laughs) if i was just to pick him up and put him outside and lock the door that's not the same as beating him up that's just placing him somewhere i'm not gonna just like take off his helmet and beat him over the head with his helmet like i'm not gonna you did say the word beat him up i i you know that's that's a in a joking (laughs) matter in a joking i'm not gonna kill him you know i I mean oh my god you didn't say kill and i didn't think you were (laughs) making kill but i'm just saying you're not you're just making it worse matt (laughs) you're digging a grave for yourself right now i'm not gonna slice him open it started somewhere and it's only getting worse. <laughs> but no, anyway, no, fuck that guy. He was super annoying. Yeah. I so has, has that, has that, that happened to you at, at any convention you've been to, Jimmy? Um, there's always awkward shit at, at panels, but there's mm, not often yummy. do you get like guy interrupts several panels in costume. Like that's some next level shit. I hope somebody. Well, what about what about app promotion? Like a staffer just grabs <laughs> that microphone, crosses a line. <laughs> that's <laughs> bullshit. Because that, that, that was the is... most. That, that was the the biggest panel. I think it was like the room was full. Oh, there were bigger ones. I think that's just the biggest one we saw. Like that was even bigger than uh, the Runaway guys, which is, I don't know. Like I guess the Runaway guys were there was a lot of people there, but I mean well, not as much as. 
uh, the in that main friends. theater um, that we very very briefly walked in on the Dookie Shed games with. Wait, no, that might have been different. Chugatroni. We, we walked in to see Chugga Conroy. Chugga. Oh my god! He keeps I'm so messing sorry. up the name. He keeps. Messing I do. Up the name. Dookie thingy, Chugga thingy. We went in Chug, and saw Chug saw Chug cartoons. <laughs> Uh, and walked in for about the second half of their panel, and you remember the room they were in, like the little auditorium type right. setup. Same that, as the that rock was also concert. where the Proto Men had a concert right. uh, for the second day, and I think you you were barely there. Did you yeah. leave at the beginning of that? Yeah, that room left, actually yeah. had like a good half of it filled up for the concert later on, a few minutes afterwards. It wasn't like filled up, but it was half filled up, and that's already like way more capacity than. Than the other panel rooms, so they're really invested in the in the lore, aren't they? And the Mega Man lore, right? Yeah, yeah. They they their concept albums retell like the presentation the, was the, the favorite stories of, was, of the Mega Men's. Yeah, it, it, like for people who don't know, like their their presentation, like they come up and people like make a speech and everything. They're like acting like robots <laughs> as well, like with these masks and slowly on. lowering Scary. the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> It was actually a great a great show. I really I really enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun with the, with the proto mans. They they just sung about being robots the whole time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And and <laughs> fighting robots and liberating it, robots. And it, they did a cover of of Tom Petty's Danger Zone. That's oh. tight. It was so tight because like on, on top of doing the like silly nerdy Mega Man stuff, they also kind of. Uh, the, the, their style is that of like an 80s uh, power metal kind of feel good rock and roll type music. Very, uh-huh. very enjoyable and uplifting and positive and also nice. badass at the same time. Um, Sick. Since I, I don't want to take up too much time. Um, I played a lot of indie games. OK, a lot. At Momocon right? or elsewhere? At Momocon. All right. And okay. then when I came home, I played more of Brawlhalla. Um, really? Oh, because they were handing out codes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I got into the closed beta before, like that same day in the morning. So when he oh. handed me the code, I was like, oh, at least I get a skin because <laughs> I already had the code. Give it to a friend, yeah. And, and when I was streaming today um, for the podcast, I uh, the developer came on and gave me like 20 codes to give away. Damn. So, yeah, mm. so I just I just tossed them all out. Like, it, I don't know, like, out of 500 people, 20 people got codes. So that's crazy. It, it was it was it was great. It was great because the game I streamed a little bit before the pod and like it it's it's really good. It's really good. Like you get into a match immediately. It's it's kind of just like Smash. You have a jump, you have a you have a light, you have a heavy and then you have a dodge. Um, You know, you press up and Y, down and Y, side and Y. RB or whatever mm-hmm. controller you're using, and it's mm-hmm. it's the same thing, just 2D. I, well, Smash is 2D, but like it, it's <laughs> it's very basic. It's the same. It's the same thing, but different at the same time. Different move sets, and everything can be linked together. Like there's different oh, combos you can do with every single character. Uh, I, I, and Smash, it, it's kind of the same thing, but I feel like it's more so in Brawlhalla. Like, there is a lot of combos you can do. Yeah, hmm. it, it's it's like a little, a bit more of a traditional hybrid between a regular 2D fighter game and whatever weird thing Smash is. Yeah. Because um, 
you're not, you're not playing as polygonals. You're playing as as two D. You also have like move sets and combos, like Matt was saying. The problem I was having though was that it was really difficult to read what my health was at, or just like how the health system worked. Yeah, because I couldn't tell when, side. where, and why I was getting punted off the stage. So <laughs> this is what it does. So they they make everything clean right now. It's in beta, obviously, but all everything you need to know is on the right corner of the screen and usually have it at the bottom of the screen because of smash it's easy to look down there and it's also really big but here they have like the clean UI and everything so what happens is once your health goes up to red that's when you're able to be knocked off by certain moves because certain moves are stronger like you know what they call in smash kill moves um, right. they, they have that uh, as well in Brawlhalla and as soon as you get red you're like you're on raid so you easily tossed off um it, that's all you need to know really there's there's um there's a couple modes though there's four there i only play three though um time which you keep killing of course and you mm-hmm. you get a score based on your you you get a negative score if you die you get a plus score if you you get kills and mm-hmm. um if you make a mistake, an accident, and you fall off by yourself, you also get a negative score as well. Like it's it's oh, all nice. it's all different scores, and then uh, it's tallied up at the end, and you can all see that at the top right hand corner. You can see who's first, who's second, who's third. Uh, it keeps swapping between them. Um, so you want to head for the guy who's in first to try to get ahead, and mm-hmm. you know, r- really cool stuff. You get bonuses for 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 certain types of kills. Um, but I played for. F- a few hours now and i gotta say it's one of my favorites i this year is too good all right already all right yeah, and, 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 if, really if there's games. a bunch of crap games comes out um comes out for the rest of the year it's still like one of the best years in gaming right now we have uh <laughs> ori the blind forest we have the witcher 3 we have this um i'm pretty sure when i play Sp- splatoon i'm gonna like it bloodborne was out um there's a there's a lot of little small indie games moon strider is another game i played which is oh, really that one was really good really cool yeah ftl I heard about that one. mixed with terraria Mixed with Starbound, all in one, where you like <laughs> jump from uh, moon to moon in a two D plane, and you use one uh, um, fuel every time you jump, and you have to keep uh-huh. mining to get more fuel, and you get upgrades like uh, uh, shields and all different types of perks that help you. F- uh, fight against explosive damage you get reduced damage mm. and you keep fighting a boss that will take you to another world after you defeat the boss and it keeps getting harder and harder and harder and harder until you eventually die you know kind of like that whole roguelike thing it is mm-hmm. right what do you think what did you think about it uh george um i thought it was really really neat uh i don't even know if i want to call it a side scroller because mm. you don't really scroll the screen further as you move to the side. Right. You're walking across a little circular planet with a center of gravity that you just rotate through on the same screen every time you you move to a new location to go on sorry, new wacky space adventures. Very very, very slick presentation, very, very simple, easy to read mechanics. It was great for a show floor demo. I'm wondering how well it holds up at home, but that was like the second most fun <laughs> I had at the uh, at the indie floor at mm-hmm. Momocon, and the first one I don't know if if you've heard of this, Jimmy. Have you ever heard of a game called Just Shapes and Beats? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, we, I we have were not. we were we were rolling on the floor with with that one. Yeah, very. 
Oh god, it's like, uh, I thought about this later on. Basically, Super Hexagon, but unhinged from the middle of the screen. You Super just hexagon? dodge, beat, timed obstacles. Ah. Geometry That's absolutely wars. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, you have the whole screen uh, to go through. Right. What's yeah. that? I was going to say, kind of like, uh, like, if you took asteroids and took away the shooting... And, and made make the everything onto a beat. Yeah, yeah, come to a beat. The The different obstacles will change shapes and sizes depending on the intensity of the beat. There's one stage that's like, quote-unquote, a boss stage where the obstacle you uh. dodge is a little monster who flails around the stage. Uh, and uh, you and geez. your friends have to have to zip and zap around him as he, <laughs> as he thrashes about to the music. Yeah, you get uh, to move around uh, and dash. That's pretty much it. You have a dash button, which actually does a whole lot because you have iframes while you dash. Yeah. So when the music gets absolutely crazy and there's like bullet hell amounts of obstacles spilling all over the screen, you're still safe if you just keep tapping X mm-hmm. and like having an idea where you're going to end up at the end of the dash animation. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it taps into the satisfaction of playing a good bullet hell shmup where you see an absolutely absurd amount of challenge on the screen, but still manage to make it through it due to some actually fairly generous and, and compromising mechanics mm-hmm. that still make you feel good at the end of it because it's a one hit kill high stakes test reflex test. And, right. And it's one of those things where you're really enjoying what's happening on screen as well. Like the, the, the animation for like very the sharp, shapes and very everything. Clean. Very clean. Everything is tweened. And, and <laughs> you, you just want to get through that part of the music and, you know, like the beat drops and then crazy stuff happens on screen. It, we, mm. we were doing so well that the guy made us see a secret level. And he's like, mm, OK, don't secret, tell anybody quote, about this. But I mean, yeah, come on, he's, he tells all the girls this. <laughs> you know, like it, it, he, he pulls it out. It, you know, you hear dun, 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 like a mysterious oh, unlicensed combat. music track. That, yeah. Uh, that they probably did not have permission to use. Yeah. I don't want to say which one or, or like, you know, we're not supposed to, Matt. L- L- he did, he didn't say to keep flies. it a secret. <laughs> I, who? Lucane flies across the screen. Like they I have don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. I, he just told me that was Lucane. I don't know where he's, where he's from. <laughs> um, really cool stuff like that. Like... Um, it, it, I was There's a lot of room for creativity the with these guys. Yeah, I was watching a little bit of the dev videos and they have mm-hmm. some type of video editing software that makes beats like and it, you oh, see really? like the timeline and every time you see like the music jump he was doing it for um, um sandstorm and he just mm-hmm. like made it right there like immediately within five oh, minutes I bet that's the other secret level yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah he was doing it on stream uh, or ones- something the ones that were actually being shown off, I think, they were either commissioned for the game or licensed cheaply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were still freaking great tunes. Right. Oh, gosh. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Sounds neat. Yeah. It was, like it was my, very, my very game. neat. It, and Momocon was... That, that's a nice way of, like, encapsulating the whole experience. An absolute shit show. They threw it together. There was a lot of, a lot of mistakes that happened and also just a lot of more more rehearsal and practicing that needed to be done on the panels ahead of time. But the floor was fantastic. They had those wacky Japanese mm. peripheral heavy music game cabinets. And the, they the had table a, flip uh, game. They had that Japanese game that you flip tables in. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even know what we're supposed to call it. We just called it the table flipping game. So, so, Gordon Ramsay's pro name. table flipper. Someone mm-hmm. sent me the name. It starts with an O. It's, it's it, but I forgot it already. It's not as fun as is table the flipping table flip simulator game. 2014. You like bang it and it gets everyone's attention and you just flip the table and it feels so good. And you see the table flip inside of the game and it hits like different obstacles. It's arcadey. It's arcadey mess, you know? Like there you should have paid more than Artemis, 50 cents to do it. Like it's <laughs> There was an Artemis uh um spaceship simulator station set up. Uh, we oh, did yeah. that actually later on. That was that was surprisingly enjoyable. Have you ever seen that? Where you have like eight people sitting at a certain simulated seat of of a USS Enterprise style spaceship, taking care of very particular role playing tasks together. Yeah, I've I've heard of it. I've never actually seen it in action. Yeah. It, it, there there will probably be someone there who knows what to do who will just bark orders at the rest of you and thereby yeah. generate fun like the guy the guy didn't even know what he he didn't even know the game he, he kept asking him did. questions and he didn't she know anything barking he's like barking barking at me oh there's a minefield stop stop and i'm like chill out i told him like, like 20 times i was i was like yo yo bro calm the hell I down i got this you I almost was, ran us into a black hole though did, but did i but but did Wait, I? was that you or joel that was me it was me joel was driving oh, extremely yeah, safe I, and we thank swapped. you thank he you matt weapons. for stopping at literally the last possible pixel yes yes i it, 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 was yelling at me so i was gonna make him more angry he was just going crazy oh, like oh, i'm sure it was intentional this game shut up like i know what i'm doing have we died yet we beat the game okay thanks well, to there, my there was a woman my there pilot who, skills i was reversing i, I dude I, I felt like i was oh, on the firefly oh, right on. now no okay no he, he it wasn't that it's because there was a Nathan woman there who is who is I am occasionally saying things like correct your orientation for bearing 860 over we got three enemy ships registering on the scanner up ahead um how many homing missiles do we have in stock engineering four okay great uh let's let's prepare them ahead of time make sure we stay in range see that's how you would play <laughs> the game she, she, she was great <laughs> And and Matt was just like, okay, whatever you say. Unlike uh-huh. unlike his tale of heroism and and deliberate hey. um um dangers over here, he's spinning. I made that game fun. Okay, it was super boring. It was they made that game fun. It, it was, oh my god! It was super boring before. I like, no, we got to go into danger. We got to go and 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 spin around the I, black hole and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Is, this is something we're not we're not gonna be able to agree on. Interstellar. So, so instead let's <laughs> let's save the listeners an earache okay. and argue about it during mm. these messages. Introducing Duck Game, Adult Swim's new Steam game about ducks. Grab some friends, choose a hat, then shoot each other in the face. Enjoy lightning fast rounds, online multiplayer, and an irresponsible number of weapons. It's ducks beating the hell out of each other. Duck Game. Get it now on Steam. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG yeah. podcast. Ooh. We we settled our differences off stage. We we met in the off stage, I guess. Yeah, we met in <laughs> in Town Square at high noon and, and settled it like <laughs> men. Yeah. And now we're we're ready to get into the much more boring, less argumentative topics of news. Um well I guess technically I guess it depends on how you spin it. The first tale we are gonna spin is one of a Nintendo Direct that came out last Sunday. Uh, was it 
I think this might have been just for Japan, but I don't know. It's still the news is still good for the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, I did. It's it's definitely more relevant to Japan right now, but it means stuff eventually for the U.S. Because there's no way that Monster Hunter Cross is not going to be coming out stateside eventually in like a year or two, give or take. Yeah, I think they're. I think the sales have been going up. Uh, since <laughs> since three U and yeah. then four U, I think was just a big increase in sales uh, in in the West for Monster Hunter. Rightly so deserved. Think, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited because the trailer for Monster Hunter Cross is freaking awesome, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what what becomes of that game. Do you think they're gonna do a Wii U version at all? Because like this looks like a great spot to get into the series. Like they're calling calling it Monster Hunter Cross. There's gonna be a whole lot of of old content from what I'm reading off of um, coming out from the previous series that they're introducing in here as like kind of a way to um, I don't know, not necessarily like dedicate it just for old players, but also introduce new people as a way to see what they missed this whole time. Mm-hmm. And and also it was just a good trailer in general too. Yeah. It, um from from the trailer they it clearly stated at the start that it was just uh just 3DS. Oh. So that's a little bit of a bummer cuz I would like to see it on Wii U. However, Monster Hunter 4 I've been playing on 3DS and I I kind of like it there just cuz it's like the ability to open up my 3DS and play, you know, yeah. 20 to 30 minutes of monster hunter hunt a monster or two and just shut it off real quick i don't have to get myself all seated and cozy in front of my tv in my living room right. specifically only there you know get the snacks yeah. well, i mean if that's where the player bases are, uh, are are picking then i guess that's the dominant platform because there's Probably so much of the game that you're supposed to be playing with friends right yeah, yeah. so uh, but I guess the good news of, of uh, this coming out in a year or two is that 3DSs will be cheaper than... Well, you were talking earlier about how one of the reasons why this trailer might be looking so good is because it might have been specifically engineered for the new 3DS. New, yeah. new. Very possible. Which means it won't be super duper cheap with uh, like three-year-old pricing by then. But anyways, Seriously, that, that, you, that'll be okay. You, I gotta get into the series at some point, don't I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would recommend it. I don't know. You look at this trailer, yeah. and it just shows everything that I love about Monster Hunter. Like, it shows all oh, those man. cool combos and how how satisfying it feels to hit a monster just right. And just to get them, like, uh, dazed or whatever. You just, oh, you just put in work into that stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. it's it's an amazing feeling that you don't get from anything else. Like maybe not anything, gotta, but like I don't know, okay. not like this, man. Maybe not maybe, like maybe I haven't played Bloodborne in you know whatever, but like this, I don't know. When you hit a monster just right with a with a really cool combo, a really long one too, and you time mm -hmm. it just right, it, it just feels too cool. And especially that yeah, gun that's... move when he walk, he jumps up and shoots the mm. monster. That is just like pew, that's pew. just too much for me. I'm on cloud nine yeah. right now. Some cool shit. Yeah, uh, boy. One thing, one thing that I did notice about Monster Hunter <laughs> Cross through the uh, through the trailer was that uh, it seems like every weapon is getting a major overhaul. That is adding a lot in the way of mechanics. Um, because previously, the only weapons that, well, I guess, okay, maybe three or four weapons had like a final, like a super move. Like every weapon had like a, a strong move, right? But yeah. there was, it was like uh, the 
the gun lance had the wyvern fire which you charge up and you can only use it once every two minutes it actually has like a hard cooldown and that does like massive damage and you have it takes a long time to charge up and everything uh the uh long sword has like the the super combo dealy the dual swords have like the demon mode or whatever but that was pretty much it like the hammers was like what the spin which was like okay whatever not not super big but from what it looks like in this trailer they're adding like a final like like kamehameha kind of move yeah. to every one of these weapons like i mean the gunlands had a wyvern fire in there that was like massive and it like stayed in the spot for a long time and just kept doing damage um i forgot which war the the great sword had like a big super charge attack that like it looks like it's old charge attack but you know on steroids and i don't know it, it looks like they're adding more mechanics to keep every weapon as deep as the newer weapons that have a lot more mechanics to begin with you know yeah mm -hmm. so i'm excited for that it looks really cool uh it sounds i'm weirdly excited because that that seems like a good place for me to get into the series and hopefully the hardware will be cheaper by then and god it was so weird like monster hunter is one of the things that i was really looking forward to getting into when i got a wii u mm -hmm. only to find out that no one plays it on the wii u and so i was like oh well but maybe um, no monster hunters for three for three you yeah a lot of people did um i'm just assuming like when you got the wii u monster hunter 4 was already around the corner so people were probably prepping for that and no longer playing 3u which makes sense to me did 4 come out on the wii u no see they're they're uh, steering away from from the platform uh anyways um speaking of platforms and steering away well i guess like this is something that should steer people to the platform it might steer people away from origin though um steam now has a refund program yeah which Finally. is which is big news yeah they have now reached parity with ea's origin yeah which is hilarious <laughs> which means that there's now like no reason what okay, they still have exclusive games on origin but yeah, no, I mean, no like, like technical reasons origin is surpassing steam yeah that's that's origin was my uh my launcher for titanfall is essentially what what origin is that's why and competition sad, is healthy it, yeah is it i guess in this case it's weird having <sighs> this competition doesn't feel healthy i mean i'm all for competition but competition between like digital game storefronts is seems like more of a nuisance than Oh well, yeah. When it comes down to exclusives and stuff like that, and having yeah, to exclusivity have is is shitty. Yes, it sometimes. Is. In in some cases, in most cases, like I don't mind Anyways. it, but I don't know. Like it, most of the time, I feel like I I don't agree with it. But yeah, I am okay with this refund program for yeah for one most part yeah um so anyways a couple days ago at the beginning of the week uh steam revealed they are now offering refunds for quote nearly any purchase on steam for any reason end quote which is funny because there is a long list of exceptions it's uh, not that long it's the, pretty it's 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 at least medium the exceptions <laughs> are like really like reasonable though you, you got a 14 day period which is very generous you got a two hour period which is reasonable at best uh whichever comes first your 14 days or your two hours you can refund a game then 
assuming that it is not a a singular part of a bundle bundles have have interesting rules you can refund the whole bundle Mm -hmm. except for those where the individual items in the bundle have been gifted so if you gift one piece of a bundle you can no longer refund well presumably the other parts of the bundle uh, i don't know still sounds pretty logical to me don't get me wrong it's logical and it makes sense 98% 98% of the time. Let's see. Okay. What's another exception? Purchases made outside of Steam don't count. So well, if you I mean, that's like a duh. Buy, no, okay, okay. Um, th- it does not apply to movies. Um, well, okay. Uh, for that, uh, that, that stops people from consuming the movie, which will be probably less than two hours. No. And then just no. sending it back. Yeah. Well, okay, let's see here. You like, can actually refund DLC unless it's something that, quote-unquote, uh, permanently alters <laughs> the main character of the base game. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you say to that one? Um, I'm trying to think of anything that permanently alters the main character of a game. Uh, Fallout 3 Broken Steel. It raises your level cap Horse and uh, changes oh. the like radios and stuff of the base game. Well, like... I mean, I, I feel like you're asking me to be the apologetic right now, but <laughs> yeah, I don't see. A, I still don't see a problem there. It raises your level cap. Did you level past it? Okay, now you're leveled. What are they gonna do? Like reverse your game experience? Like what I they're gonna know. do is is stamp that to be non-refundable, which will is only gonna be like half one percent of the entire items on the marketplace. Right? Uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem like a big enough deal to be up in arms about. I think these are very reasonable. Yeah, I think these are fine. So, so you do have lots of rules for it. Most of them are what I and Jimmy would argue are quite reasonable. They're there, but they're reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, this did th- this does open some interesting cans of worms, though. Even though I, it is like great, like they're building goodwill with the consumers, mm-hmm. but um, it also is going to come to a cost. I mean, there's no like perfect solution in this case. Not having refunds was was, I would argue, a much more imperfect solution than having refunds. Yeah. So the classical reason to disallow PC games refunding, even in brick-and-mortar stores, you could not bring PC games back for a refund to, to like, even Walmart back in the day, which always pissed me off as a kid because then I couldn't abuse it, but <laughs> uh, you can't, I mean, you're not supposed to anyway. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you're a kid, you don't give a shit. Yeah, of course. Um, so the classical reason to disallow PC games refunds is that people could pirate them. They could just go home, copy the disc, and then return it back. Um, which has a lot of developers up in arms um, over those who make games that are less than two hours long. Yeah. Which is, like, shitty, I guess, but, I mean, the way I see it is it's kind of a, I don't know, a, I mean, a necessary setback for a overall positive change. Like, I, I definitely get where they're coming from. It's definitely a problem, but... Uh, I was actually, I was listening to the Podquisition, which comes out conveniently the morning that we record this podcast, so I get to get all of their views on all the news topics before I get to talk about them, but uh, they were talking about uh, the fact that, like, for those small two-hour indie games, the majority of the the audience that's going to be consuming those games likely... Is going to be more interested in like, you know, helping out. They're, they're not going to be pirates and and people who want to like, you know, pull a fast one and get a quick buck out of it. Like, 
they're it's... more likely going to be someone who will be like interested in supporting the developer. Like obviously there's going to be some. There's there's no 100%, but you know, it just seems logical that it's going to be more of people like you know, if it's a tiny ass indie game that costs $1 and is, you know, 2 hours long, I think most people who know about it are probably just going to buy it and play it because they're probably As... in that indie circle that wants to, you know, pay the artist, etc. But even then, if if you don't even care about the artist, like as as an end consumer, it's actually probably more work to pirate the game than it is to buy it on Steam uh, and then yeah, refund it on Steam. Yeah, and make sure they're... that you clock your hours to make sure you don't go over the two hours. Yeah, because their refund uh, thing also takes time to refund it to your account. And they are mm. supposedly supposed to be monitoring people for abusing this program, so right. getting away with it more than, like, two times might put you on a list. Uh, also, you have an incentive to just buy things on Steam in general, and that is having it as part of a permanent collection that lasts years upon years. Yeah. So being able to quickly and easily re-download a two-hour experience, which, granted, you might not have remembered much of as the years goes on, but might want to very quickly, harmlessly revisit, because two hours isn't a whole lot to ask. You have got that as, like, as a long quick as you and easy download. take a bathroom download. break, you know, for two hours, <laughs> you should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, like, I, I, I just uh, see it being a whole lot more trouble trying to abuse this system than than playing it legitimately because these two-hour games they're never that expensive either very 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 rarely do they go beyond twenty dollars yeah extremely in fact i would say i can't think of a single example that goes beyond two twenty dollars and like gone home still stretches it at that twenty dollar price tag yeah and not only that but like at that point you know even if even with a game like gone home <clears throat> excuse me where there's people who are like who would definitely be interested in getting that game like unfunded as much as possible? Like, what are they gonna do at this point to to a game like Gone Home? Buy it and then get it refunded so that their money comes back to them a couple weeks later. That'll teach them. Yeah, that'll <laughs> fucking show that'll, those that'll guys. Show show those Gone Home developers making that non-game. Keep your politics out of my games. <laughs> Speaking of. Speaking of politics, actually, the, one Whoa. last thing about the refund Whoa. program. Yep. No, this, this is important, actually. The um, <laughs> You guys remember, we, we talked about this on the podcast, the EU ruling in March about uh, how customers have a right to refund digital um, digital products. And and there's a whole lot of, uh, of shady implications here that maybe Steam is doing this to avoid a lawsuit mm. or, or whatever findings they might be rolling out to enforce uh, those digital refunds in the EU. Previously, mm. their EULA had some really, really weaselly language that was able to, to kind of step around that rule where they mm. were saying that the service they were rendering was not the game itself, but rather making the game available for purchase. Mm. Therefore, you could not refund the game itself because you had already exhausted their services. Oh, that's some <laughs> fucking lawyer speak right there. It is. It is. And I guess they just like decided to throw their arms up in the air and say, fuck it. We'll just you'll just <laughs> play by the rules now. And then I guess bite the bullet of uh, however much these refunds are going to cost them for however much they're going to gain from the increased consumer goodwill of people finally being able to refund games that don't work on their computers, which has always 100% since the days of brick and mortar to me seemed like a perfectly valid reason to to refund a PC game because yeah. system requirements are... <laughs> 
are only only occasionally 100% accurate. Well, not only that, but <coughs> what about just like uh, in case you guys don't know, I've I've just recently discovered all of uh, Jimquisition stuff, and I've been like binging on it, catching up on stuff. But he plays a lot of Steam Greenlight trailers for shit that doesn't fucking look good or work. Yeah. And he's played a lot of games that actually just don't work. So, like, now this can put, like, a serious hit to all those, like, nickel and diming devs who make a shit stock Unity asset game that does not actually have any substance. And then you pay, you know, $5 or whatever for it and you can't get your money back. Now you can. And that kind of, kind of, uh... I don't know what the what the phrase or analogy for it is, but it kind of like puts them on blast, like makes them you know actually have to do a it puts decent a little job. pressure on them. Yeah, that's that's a good yeah. way to say it. There's also the classical problem of um, this has been scaring people away from PC gaming for decades. A, a lot of mainstream consumers just don't even know what system requirements are. Right. They pick up a game even at the store ten years ago in a box, bring it home to their kids, find out it doesn't work on the computer, and find out they wasted a whole bunch of money. And I mean, it's—I don't know—seems like a little much to expect like some forty or fifty-year-old parent or whatever who just doesn't have the time to learn all the all the language and numbering schemes of PC hardware mm-hmm. to uh, really be able to deal with that in a friendly way, unless they have refunds to get their money back. Right. So on top of um, it putting pressure on on a lot of garbage developers to just make better products, it also might. Oh, that was a weird way of saying it might. might. It also might. might. It might. Uh, it might bring bring more people to the market. It might bring more <laughs> more casual customers to PC gaming now that they have a little more safety in their purchases. Right. Which is which is good. Yeah, that's cool. Speaking of that. things that that are casual, Fallout Four. That's probably not going to be casual because the last three games weren't at all. I don't even. That yeah, was the was worst segue in the history a, of mankind. <laughs> that was a wild transition right there. It was. It was. I try way too hard sometimes. Uh, we got we got Fallout Four. What'd you guys think of the trailer? I thought it was good. I thought it was much better than everybody else thought it was. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. It's it's just it was satisfactory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm let's lay down the basis here. I am excited for Fallout Four because it's Fallout Mm -hmm. Four. Am I okay with it looking the same? Like the the characters looking ugly, like it always does. It 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 looked like it was on parody with Skyrim. I'm not. You know, I'm not really happy about it, but I'm a you know I'll play it because I just there, like there are the a couple world. Things, there are a couple things that worry me. I love my Fallout's, but um, after playing like New Vegas in comparison to Fallout Three, just like the side by side writing quality of of um, Bethesda games in comparison to the uh, ambition that they try to pull with these worlds and all of uh, the stuff that Obsidian like trips and and stumbles its way into delivering really really well. I, I feel like time has shown that, that Bethesda is a little, a little, a little janky sometimes. Yeah, just they, a little bit. They're, 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 it's pretty janky the further their games go on. Not a stretch. Yeah. Not like a the, stretch at all. <laughs> the the last, like, four hours of Skyrim are absolutely hilarious because they make the first three hours of Skyrim look like... Look, look like a Valve game in comparison. But um, And they're using the same engine, right? It's super easy to tell. I actually laughed at the uh, Skyrim running animations. You can see these people running up the hill I to the vault. I hate the running animations. And it's, it's like 
that that half um concerned <sighs> Skyrim stroll that they do. Where there's everyone still just kind of gliding around on top of the ground. When the ghouls are um <sighs> pushing grocery carts out of the way, the grocery carts are all colliding like very flatly as is mm-hmm. uh one big lightweight box of an object. Mm-hmm. It's it's still visibly kind of last gen in a way that I was slightly underwhelmed by. Yeah, like you that really dog, see that for at the example. End. Like yeah. he didn't have a fur shader. Yeah, the dog was just like, like what is this a mod? Wii is this a games mod that we're looking have, at right now? Have fur shaders. It's a it's a paid. But it was mod. still like a That's good trailer. It it's a big paid like, mod. Like the idea of of following the dog around, scavenging through post apocalyptic trash is is like a way to kind of metaphor what you do in these games, which is sneak around houses and dig through their garbage. I thought that was very clever. I thought the, that the main character. I thought that just reminded me too much of Fable Two, <laughs> bad flashbacks. Which, which, yeah, it, there, there are a few mm. things that I'm on edge about. One of them is the recycling of of old engines. The not another is just like the diminishing returns of this generation. Like, remember how good Oblivion looked when they first revealed it? Yeah. Like, um, like Oblivion looked unreal for for a little while in 2004, before yeah. it came out in 2006, and you found out everyone who lived in Oblivion looked like potatoes. Mm-hmm. Those trees, man. Those, they had some good trees. Before you found out you could walk underneath them and continually move the mouse to see, like, 2D tree sprites oh, yeah. following your view. Amazing. But Absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Trailers these days don't necessarily impress with the graphics so much. I don't even know why I'm supposed no, to be complaining about that, because all my life I've been saying, <laughs> graphics are stupid. I... I I kind of grew up with, with Fallout Three and and Oblivion, and those were like the games that really just branched me out heavily. So so Oblivion yeah, and Oblivion and, with guns and and, and and Oblivion with guns, and it's it's like that was years ago, years ago, and you and you feel... would think that they would. I also remember playing The Witcher One, and The Witcher Three just came out. So when when you think of The Witcher Three, not in terms of graphics, but in terms of them constantly. Changing changing the way it is and constantly uh, making it better in each, each iteration of that engine is drastically mm-hmm. different and, and the animations are completely Fallout remade 4, and you're like oh the walls look good but the people look <laughs> like like bobbleheads like the art style of bobbleheads like why is it bubbly why is it still bubbly i mean why 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 do they have I perfect mean, cir- like circles did you just did you just prove that they're the best visual designers with that statement how? How so? How? The, the heavy usage of bobbleheads and in, in Fallout for, uh, for the rest of time. <laughs> I don't want my guy looking like you guys. So good, dude. Like, it, you watch like the first opening scene of Fallout New Vegas, and you see that nice little like I don't, uh, bubble effect on the characters, and it looks so <laughs> gross to me. I'm sorry if people like that art style. I actually or if you could even call it an that. art style. I don't like it. You're gonna have to point this out for me because I feel like once I see it, I won't be able to play these games anymore. I'm just not gonna look for it because I'm not don't. gonna ruin that, my experience. That'll show you. Yeah, it, don't you know the old PC uh, animations, uh, CGI cut scenes are always like drastically different and they have like this sonic <laughs> effect where they're like very shiny <laughs> and like that's how oh, it is yeah. that's kind how of. it is yeah that's how it is uh, and i can't unsee it you have you have well, to i mean okay you don't have to but i have to i, I would say credit where credit is due at least they gave us a game engine gameplay trailer oh, yeah. and not fucking like 
it wasn't know, pre-rendered. Absolutely. Right. You it could tell. You could tell. Well, remember. <laughs> I hate to laugh at that. Remember but. when when this was leaked? The I mean, the announcement of this was leaked a few weeks ago with the Guillermo del Toro's studio person like putting on their mm-hmm. LinkedIn that they like worked on the Fallout 4 trailer. When you hear that. That makes me think we're getting like some live action like Pan's Labyrinth shit that's going to be fucking like super crazy, but also not the game. And Dead so, Island. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dead Island. That really good game. Remember that game, guys? That was really good. Mm. I like that game. It had a such lot. a bad trailer, though. Good, great game, but awful trailer. What, what do you I mean? A trailer that everyone disagree. liked? You mean the trailer that uh, everyone liked? The CG trailer? The- yeah, yeah, I was trailer? I was being sarcastic. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I, thought, I, I thought you were sincerely saying it. I'm good, really bad at that. Yeah, you're game, really bad, bad at that, George. Like, I'm glad you. <laughs> okay, well, we're running out of time, so um, we should we should blitz through the remainder of these topics because um, we've been NFL blitz hanging up on on Fallout too long. <clears throat> Dark Souls three rumored to appear at E3, according to an anonymous tip from VG VG two four seven. Don't trust it. It would still be hilarious, though, if it turns out to be legit. Uh, There's supposed to be a Dark Souls 3 uh, presentation at E3, most possibly, but not confirmed, at the Sony show, uh, which would be interesting because, well, the source also says that Hidetaka Miyazaki is going to be heading it up, which seems like a red flag to me because they literally just finished Bloodborne, whereas there was about a um, three-year gap between uh, Dark Souls 1 and Bloodborne. Yeah for him to work on a new game. In this case, there would be, like, what, a three-month gap? Ah, that's silly. Um, yeah. If, any, if, any, any quick thoughts? If Dark Souls 3 does exist at E3, it's going to be, like, a title screen and a director name, and that's going <laughs> to be like, Dark like, Souls like 3. Like the Mirror's Edge announcement at yeah, last E3. Yeah, it's going to be very bare bones. Shots of computers working on the game with nothing to show. <laughs> There's going to be uh, stock photos... With the stock photo thing still on them of, like, a scientist and a doctor. And it's just going to say Dark Souls 3 in Comic Sans. Scientist? <laughs> why, why did you do that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mega Man! Mega Man is set to return oh, as yeah. an animated TV series made by Dentsu Entertainment and Man of Action Entertainment. These two companies make shameless uh, tie-in cartoons, sometimes, not all the time. Apparently, Man of Action has had a hand in Big Hero 6, but also Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, they make a lot of toy oh. tie-in cartoons that aren't for our demographics who we never heard of, but apparently Mega Man, which is this like almost 30-year-old thing that's growing old and wrinkly um, and, and steadily forgotten Aww. by its parent company, to m- many a fan's chagrin, is coming back as a uh, awful children's cartoon meant to sell toys or something, which is less <laughs> interesting than the idea of... Those toys existing for some reason, possibly an actual video game. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a it's a tie-in so that they can sell all those games. Exactly. Uh, yeah. See, see, see. <laughs> because this company, the two companies involved with this, constantly make tie-in cartoons. They're announcing a Mega Man cartoon, but no other Mega Man merchandise. And oh, this is almost. <laughs> You can't announce anything um, um, intentionally anymore. I was talking about this on Twitter last night. Yeah. This might as well be an unconfirmed announcement of, of some kind of new Mega Man game in the future in the next two years. Yeah, but I'm not going to be hopeful. Well, well they, they can <laughs> so, sell well, Mega I, Man Amiibos now. Oh, no, wait. I can't yeah. get them in the store. Sorry. Or anywhere. 
to be to be quite honest. Yeah. Jeez, Matt. Oh, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. You you care a lot about those amiibos, huh? No, no, I don't. You know, I, know, I didn't care a lot about amiibo, but if they make more Splatoon ones specifically for the Squid Sister characters, I will buy. I will be like the guy out front of Target at two a.m. waiting in line for that. Okay, just make sure they don't get fucking hijacked on the highway yeah. by <laughs> fucking Europe, man. They actually it's like had a Wild West over heist. there. <laughs> like a legit <laughs> heist. Yeah. Come out with your hands in the air and the amiibos on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they had Ocean's Eleven, but it was actually just guys stealing For plastic amiibos. toys. Amazing. <laughs> wow, I just so so if you're a European and any shady figures come up to you on the streets trying to sell you amiibos at prices too good to be true, you know where they came from. Yeah. Anyways, that was that was last week. This week the uncharted Nathan Drake collection was revealed. Uh, prematurely yeah. before they really went through with it. And this was actually kind of hilarious because they accidentally showed an ad for it in the carousel rotation of the mobile version of the PSN store. And when you clicked on this carousel ad, it linked to absolutely nothing. Mm. About an hour later, Neil Druckmann, who is uh, a creative director and writer at Naughty Dog, says, well, that hit a few hours too early. <laughs> See you in the AM. Good night, y'all. <laughs> like, literally... <laughs> raises up his feet, crosses them over a chair, and says, whoops, we'll just go along with business as normal, literally pretending that this didn't happen, because apparently this was scheduled to be revealed about a few hours before it was. But anyways, whatever, it, it leaked prematurely. Apparently they're remastering Uncharted's 1, 2, and 3 for the PlayStation 4. It's being done by Bluepoint, so you know it's good. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't care. I don't play Uncharted. Yeah. Uncharted is I mean, great, I, I man. Feel you like guys I are missing to. out. It's like the best. I, I've played it for a it's little a, bit. Did Gears not feel of War clone. And, well, I guess wait, Matt wait, wait, Gears wait, wait, of War, so you might like Uncharted. What, 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 did you yeah. Did you play yeah. the first one, second one, what? Uh, well, Jimmy? Got yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, first and second. Oh, okay. for, first and second, and a you just didn't like it? Like one thing, one thing you didn't like, just so I can get an idea. All of the writing. Oh, oh really? God. That's supposed to be the strong point. <laughs> Dang! Wow! <laughs> Holy crap! You, you you didn't like Last of Us either? I didn't play Last of Us. I'm not interested. Well, that like kind of that tells much, it all there, right there. Then okay. What? Because I don't like not interested in Last of Us. No, it's it's all the same <laughs> damn thing. That's the way it. It's that, it's the style. I don't like the writing. It's all the same style. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like I, Last of Us is like praised by you know every every person. Like it's the best game Literally ever when it's not. Every human on earth. So if and that you retroactively that, makes it worse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, um, one last one last news topic. Okay. Uh, we Happy Few has launched a Kickstarter campaign. This is being done by Compulsion Games, who made Contrast in 2013, which I thought was one of the most interesting and enjoyable games of 2013. Not a lot of other people did, but I saw a lot of um, likability in its style and characters and uh, even kind of the, the play style in a certain way. Do you guys remember Contrast at all? Actually, I don't think I've ever heard of it. I no. might have talked about it on the podcast before. It didn't get very good reviews. Oh, wait a minute. I was one of the few people who liked about it. George, you remember? Oh, maybe, you know maybe, no, okay. probably. I, I remember what this, what contrast is now. Yeah, yeah. Very okay. glitchy, where, where clunky plays, game. Hmm? Very glitchy, clunky game that still had a lot of heart and soul and even some cool technology behind it. 
But uh, it got rushed out in time for the PlayStation 4 launch and um, was reviewed accordingly. I feel like if they gave it a few more months, they might have been able to really put together some a cool little magical five-hour adventure. But uh, I guess they aren't having as good a luck getting a publisher this time because they are having to go to Kickstarter for their next project, which I still think looks cool. It's called We Happy Few. Oh, it's some yeah. kind of first-person adventure taking place in a world where everyone's artificially happy. Oh. But apparently there's also some some very violent, evil shenanigans going on behind the scenes that you will uncover as a player character. I don't want to talk a lot about it. I don't want to talk much a lot about it because I don't want to spoil a lot of it because I like playing games without having much of them spoiled ahead of time. Right. All I know is that I like this developer. This project looks right up their alley. And, and I'm kind of sad that they have to go to Kickstarter. Their their goal is comparatively high. It sh- really shouldn't be, though. It's $201,000. Mm-hmm. They have 29 days. They're not a very well-known developer, but they have a hell of a good-looking project on their hands. Yeah, it does look I good. I say go for it. it if I, I if saw you, know, you have money to throw around. I saw, I saw this email. Yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I got this Fuck. email, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm game for this. I feel like, it, I feel like I'm in a different place than I a different mind frame about games than I was back then when I played the their first game or mm, contrast, contrast. you get a yeah. little bit I don't know your taste kind of change when you get oh, definitely you kind of mature into it yeah people change over time yeah because I've played so many I games mean, since then and it's just like oh I mean if I go back to it I might like it and this game it looks weird and quirky and I love it I love that so I will give it a try so you know it, it what from what i've seen the art style looks really nice it looks a lot more polished than <laughs> contrasted what in terms of mm-hmm. art style i mean um so you know they, they actually have a game there too sort of from what they showed <laughs> sort of i um from i i kind of like well i appreciate how far they went out for their kickstarter video like staging a little mock talk show yeah. with with face paint yeah. and and jokes and stuff. The cringy <laughs> stuff at the end was good. Yeah, mm. it's uh, delicious. <laughs> I just I'm just even sad that they're doing a Kickstarter because I like I really like this developer and and I want to see them succeed, which means I should want to support the Kickstarter. But as like a platform that's supposed to be an alternative to traditional publishing, that would I don't. This is just the way it works now, isn't it? Yeah, like did games get made from Kickstarters now? Like that's happening. Isn't it kind of scary? It's 2015. It's, kind of scary. That's, it's a little scary. It's a little risky, but also a little promising. Um, mo- most of most of the big prolific Kickstarters have have fairly delivered, I think. And I think I they're going to so, make uh, it too, which is which is good if they do something with it. That would be good. It's a two two hundred and one thousand dollars is not high for a Come. like well developed, high quality first person three D adventure that looks good in 2015 but compared to a lot of traditional kickstarter projects which are usually much much cheaper it it is it can be it's sad that they, i guess they just don't have some developer star from the 90s on their team because if they did they'd have it in the bag <laughs> yeah but they don't so uh they gotta work their way up from scratch i guess it, it, it has uh, but yeah it has like that like bioshock weird world feel to it but mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm uh, a lot of kind of um, art deco artificiality to the, uh, the the emotion and the tone of the world. And what am I going on about? It looks um, visually interesting, 
rife for an interesting narrative from from the art style they've developed here. There you go. Ooh, any any other quick words before we wrap up? Because we are counting down now. Nope. Nope. I think I'm. I think I've said my fill for today. Oh yeah. Mm, got your got your splatoons and your monster hunts in. Yep. Yep, yep. Yep. I wish so much I was playing that with you. And please don't forget about it in August, because I'm pretty sure that's when I'm going to pick it up. Hopefully Splatoon. there'll be some kind of price. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I definitely want to uh, want to keep playing Splatoon and get better. I mean, they just released, you know, ranked, and I've been playing a little bit of that, but then still playing the other stuff. They plan on more modes and more maps and stuff. And hey, we got E3 coming up, so... And that's the thing. They're, they're planning for stuff. They're rolling stuff out. I want to pick up the game when it's in good shape. Right, and but I mean, like, what I'm saying is I'm probably not going to stop playing it because there's going to be stuff coming out. You're probably going to pick you. it up because there's going to be stuff yeah. coming out. So we're going to have a good time. It's going to be great. Yeah, okay. I'll probably join you guys. Nom nom. No, Matt, you can't join. Only me and George can play Splatoon. See, 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 this is the race thing again. This is the race thing again. (laughs) What? Why is it a race thing? It's always a race thing, man. It's always a race thing. (laughs) We've had so much fun playing. Why? why, You gotta. I'm really. No, no, I'm fine. I'm just kidding. Matt can play Splatoon. Okay, good, because I was taking you so seriously. I don't want to do it no more. <laughs> yeah, look, look, you you reverse psychology I, I, him out I, of yeah, it. That was my plan. I'm trying to go when the white man along. says it's okay. No, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, yeah. All, all those people who take racism seriously is gonna get really mad. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. All those, all those people. I'm a black man while in real life. As opposed to all of them who don't. While we're on like slightly touchy subjects to be mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about on a video game podcast. Right. Uh, I wanted to make a Splatoon clan and call it the Patriarchy. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Anyways, guys. And on that note... <laughs> you you killed us with a pun. Yeah, I got you guys. You got, got, you got us good. You, you got right? us real good. Are you okay, guys? Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm still alive. It's okay. I think I just need to uh, step away and take a breather for a few minutes. Sweet. So, uh, in that case, we will be wrapping ourselves up and checking out for the night. Uh, we'll be doing these again on a regular weekly schedule like usual, now that we've got all these convention shenanigans out of our systems. Uh, I think next stop for all three of us is SGC, right? Um, let's see. We'll, uh, we'll be there together. Like a, a convention, yes. I mean, there's yeah. there's other stuff I'm going to be at that's like like notable video game things before that uh e3 i'm going to oh that's right because that's freaking next week yeah yeah e3 (laughs) uh i'm gonna be at a pokemon symphony showing in la soon um yeah i I guess that's really it but okay well next week's gonna be really exciting um well i guess can you foresee any reason why we would need to delay next week's show at all Mm, are we are we really we doing this now that's something we should figure out on our own time right, right. anyways um <laughs> bye everyone bye, next everybody. time you hear from us we will have more stuff to talk about e3 we, it will be great we may or may not de- delay the podcast but you'll never know <laughs> you'll or, or you may find out we could go anyway bye. All, right, see ya. bye all right have a pleasant week bye bye, bye. bye.